Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. edition week 17 the final version of this show before uh alex and i put it on ice for like nine months if there's an nfl season next year who who knows <laughs> i am josh engelman i am joined by the boss alex baker alex how are you doing not bad i mean uh it's a little tough uh getting going this morning but what's better than dfs to, to get you up out of bed right so um this week is interesting because usually week 17 is kind of lame because a lot of the teams are resting like their guys. Yeah. But I feel like there's only a couple teams actually that are expected to do that. So we should have some good competitive football. Oh, we have so much football. The full slate, it's not, it's going to be a lot to get through. Um, week 17 is always kind of wild. So. We're going to have to uncover some of the best value gems. I assume we get even more news as we get closer to Sunday of guys that are going to end up wildly underpriced. Uh, while you guys get in the door here, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. You don't want to miss out on anything that we're doing. This is We're cranking out content constantly, whether that's football, which is it's not going anywhere. We're going to have NFL content throughout the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of good showdown slates coming up. Um, the first weekend of the playoffs is going to be fantastic. So don't think that the NFL is going somewhere for us. We also have a constant amount of NBA content, strategy show each morning, deeper dive, live before lock. You've got your game plan streams behind the paywall. Uh, there's never a shortage of things for you guys to listen to or watch. So we are about to do this show for the final time in the regular season. I'm excited to do it. You and I haven't really talked too much about this slate yet. Do you see anything, a specific style of contest that is better for week 17? Uh, anything that, like, are you more likely to play a large field GPP due to the variance uh, because of the, you know, sort of randomness of it? Are you thinking maybe it's more of a cash week for uh, the average user? Do you see any changes for you in week 17? Normally, I mean, week 17, you get some weird, like, value plays. Like, for instance, like, if the Saints are locked into the playoffs, then Taysom Hill is all of a sudden starting or something like that. Right. Like, this year, like, we're not seeing any anything like that, really. I mean, the um, – I guess the, the Chiefs are starting their backup quarterback, but yeah. not expecting much there. Um, there are some injuries that are pretty interesting. Dalvin Cook in particular being out. I know like Alexander Madison really kind of screwed us all like that one week Dalvin Cook was out. Oof. But, uh, I mean, he's going to be given a shot to, to show what he's got. Um, that's really the main injury I'm seeing. I guess James Robinson continues to be out and that makes... Dari Ogunbowale, like pretty interesting, but 
What are, what are you seeing in this week so far? It looks really tough. Uh, taking my first lap through ownership earlier today, um, we don't have anyone on DraftKings projected north of 20%. That makes for a really difficult week and a situation where you don't really have to pay ultra close attention to that ownership, not nearly as much as you do on days where you see some guys become aggressive chalk because most of your builds are going to be very unique. Uh, on the FanDuel side, it's a little bit different. You know, Madison is the 5K at running back. That really changes up the entire roster construction on FanDuel. When you can lock in someone like that, picking up a little bit of love, but nothing nothing even too crazy. There's just so many games on the slate. Uh, the top stack tool, I think, is going to be very important. We're seeing Buffalo at the top uh, right now, roughly 15% top stack odds. Then you get Green Bay at 10%, and then everyone else in single digits. So finding that top stack where you've got no ownership on the quarterback, we're getting a little bit of leverage on the field. I think that's going to be very important to just tackle the things that are likely on a day where you don't really have a lot of ownership going up against you. At least that's going to be the intention. Uh, best laid plans and all that jazz. Oh, definitely. Uh, it should be interesting because we got to keep in mind the the intentions of each team. Yeah. So like Bills, I mean, if they're playing their guys uh, uh, the whole game, like they're going to be a really good spot versus Miami when Miami's uh, having uh, very much motivation to win this one. Um I'm a little bit uh, confused, I guess. I'm I'm trying to figure out if the Bills have anything to play for, but they are favored in this game, so I don't think anyone's resting. Let me take um, a look. The one other spot, I, I think Cam Akers for the Rams is looking more on the doubtful side. The Rams have to win this game or else they might miss the playoffs, I think. So mm-hmm. um, Malcolm Brown is the only guy left because Daryl Henderson is also on um he's also out so if cam Akers misses this game then malcolm brown is going to be just way too involved to to not roster uh the bills basically don't have anything to play for they are 99 greater than 99 percent probability to host a wild card playoff game and there's basically no other real option so uh that who knows what they do with that particular information, but they are basically locked into hosting a wild card game and they don't have an option to like get the buy or anything along those lines. So it's just kind of, they know what's up for this week. Yeah. You mentioned one other team there. I have like all of the weird odds pulled up. Who did you mention that wasn't the bills? Um, so I think, um, Let's see. There's, the there's a lot of teams that have the Rams have to win. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, um, they it's, it sucks because Jared Goff is injured and he's not going to play in this game. And Cooper Cup is off for COVID, so they're really depleted. But it's a must-win game, so this one will be an interesting one. So they have a 63% chance to make the playoffs, even if they do lose the game. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's a bunch of ten and five teams, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, sixty three percent chance to win uh, to make the wild card if they lose. Thirty seven percent chance that they miss the playoffs in its entirety. But as much as I love going through potential playoff scenarios, what I think we need to do is build some lineups. I think we should probably do one for Fanduel, one for DraftKings, and then see where we stand if we're if we have enough time at the end. Uh, but you know, this is the the shot, the last last shot of the regular season to, to try and win a big GPP. 
So let's start on FanDuel and let's build a large field GPP lineup. Since we know that we're going to need to start at least with one guy at the top, what do we do with 5K Alexander Madison? Well, I think uh, he's a good play. Uh, we saw Dalvin Cook just be a fancy monster. Minnesota's going up against Detroit. The, their defense like just didn't show up last week versus Tampa. So uh, I'd say Madison looks like a very solid play. Would you just immediately slot him into the lineup? 31% ownership currently. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think that's not a bad idea. So let's, uh, I'm looking at the boom bust tool. I'm looking at the top stacks tool now too for FanDuel to see uh, who we're going to be pairing him with because we have the opportunity then with that savings. The number two top stack is Green Bay. So an Aaron Rodgers plus Devontae Adams combination is going to be pretty expensive. It makes it a little bit easier with Madison but at the same time, I feel like anybody going immediately to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is also going to have Alexander Madison. So we're not really creating all that unique of a lineup. That's true, yeah. If you're going to Green Bay stack, maybe you're slamming in those uh, value picks. So Green Bay, though, they do have to win this game to get the buy. So, th- I mean, I think this one would be a really good competitive game. So I do like Rodgers to, to Adams. Okay, let me find the Packers here. I don't know where they're hiding. So many games to scroll through. There we go, the yeah. Bears. So Rodgers coming in at 6% ownership right now. Adams at 22. So we have a relatively heavily owned starting three on FanDuel. Rodgers, Adams, plus Madison. Do you like bringing back uh, someone from the Bears side, whether that's Allen Robinson or maybe Mooney, Jimmy Graham with two touchdown catches last week, uh-huh. uh, or uh, the uh, everybody's hero over the past couple of weeks, David Montgomery, eighty two hundred now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I think um, when you get guys that are eight K as the only like run back options, I'd say you don't really have to to do a run back. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, uh, Allen Robinson is a good player. I don't know if he's uh, – I think he might be questionable. But, I mean, I assume that he's going to play because the the Bears really need to win this game too. Sure. Oh, are we going Allen Robinson? You, do, you want, do you want to bring um, back? Or do we, sure, keep, it, do we keep it on the back burner for right now and potentially swap out? Let's pencil in Robinson and then see how our lineup looks. Okay. So we've got Rodgers, Madison, Adams, and Robinson. We've got $29,500 remaining. Still need a bunch of this lineup. Running back, wide out, tight end, flex, and a defense. So if we look, you know what's really great? I do do want to touch on this before we keep going. Uh, Luckily for us, we don't have to worry about getting picking games that aren't on this slate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've done this for 16 weeks now where we will name multiple players that are in either the late game Sunday or the Monday night game. We don't have that problem today. Uh, Everybody's playing basically at the same time. So looking through your fan duel big board, Alvin Kamara at the top, Adams at the top, George Kittle at 6K. I'm trying to find a guy that's relatively cheap. First guy that I see comes in number 11, 6,400 at running back, Melvin Gordon. Looks like a decent opportunity for some value. 
do you see anything else that may be a better value option than Melvin Gordon? Where where do you want to go to grab a little bit more value now that we're spending up so heavily at Rod for Rogers, for Adams, for Allen Robinson? Yeah, I think Gordon without Philip Lindsay is good good. Kittle, not the cheapest, but sixty eight hundred for him is pretty cheap. And then Jeff Wilson, uh sixty three hundred. I mean, he got a huge workload last week, so I feel like there's a ton of upside with him. Uh, would you prefer Wilson or Melvin Gordon in this lineup? Wilson, $500 cheaper, uh, slightly behind in a projection standpoint, and slightly more owned. Yeah, with that in mind, maybe Gordon, because, I mean, the team total's higher. You, uh, you got a better match of versus Vegas. So I like both of them, though. Uh, YouTube chat, Ty Johnson with Gore and Perrine hurt or Perrine. Yeah. Sorry. It's so naturally easy <laughs> to read that as Perrine. It, it drives me cra- crazy that it's not that. Um, what do you think of like Ty that. Johnson? Is that a spot that we should be looking at right now? He's really good in catching passes. And I mean, last time guys were out, I think Frank Gore got pulled from a game early. Ty Johnson saw a huge workload. So I think we can load him up. All right, let's do it. Do we want him over Gordon, or is this going to be our flex option? Let's put him in the flex. On FanDuel, um, having a flex running back is uh, pretty solid. Um, around DraftKings, I might prefer a receiver. All righty. So we need a wideout, a tight end, and our defense. Feels like a decent time to just lock down the defense and then figure out what we've got after that. So if I just sort Thanks. your projections for the defense uh looks like your fifth highest projected defense is the seattle seahawks they're also only 3900 that seems like the spot to go right now well if we didn't have time uh oh wait i i got mixed up he's going against wilson so yeah it's seahawks i like that okay i mean the bethard really doesn't have great ball security so i feel like at that price it's a bargain and then finally, we need a wide out and a tight end. We have $13,800 remaining. So we can go to basically 7 k per person. If we want to be technical, it's 6900 Oh, uh, that's a nice number. Uh, it certainly is. Wide out and tight end. Man, I feel like our lineup is looking real chalky. So we may have to find some contrary picks. But yeah. Um. Maybe this is more cash. Well, I guess we stack. Never mind. Okay, so uh, let's see. I guess the the easiest way is going on the big board. Yeah, I'm looking at the the boom bust tool as well, although I'm on FanDuel, so that is uh, quite useless for me right now. (laughs) Now now I'll switch to the FanDuel side. Oh, okay, nice. I was, yeah, I had DraftKings up. I was like, oh, this one looks good. And I was like, wow, these salaries (laughs) don't seem to be lining up to the rest of FanDuel. Yeah. Um, so we can go. How about someone like Evan Ingram for fifty three hundred? Uh, not picking up all that much ownership. Four and a half percent boom percentage. Twice as high there. Nice. Where do we have uh, him on the hopefully, big? Hopefully, hopefully we can get a uh, Pro Bowl bump from him. <laughs> Would that be a good spot to go, do you think? Uh, at least for a placeholder right now, we'll see what we can actually spend then at that final wide receiver spot. But Evan Ingram going up against Dallas, uh, I'm not, I don't think anybody's yeah. super worried about the Cowboys. 
Yeah, the, their pass defense has been pretty bad this year. Uh, so I like it. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Giants have Daniel and Jones healthy. So I think, um, like, Ingram hasn't had great great opportunities um, in some of the few, past few weeks, but this one should be a good one. So that leaves us 8,400 for our final spot, which would be a wide receiver. Uh, unfortunately, that does not allow us to get to Stefan Diggs at 8,500. The highest projected wide receiver that you have um, that would fit at 8,400 or below is Justin Jefferson at 7,800. So that would open up an additional $600 for us if we needed it. Um, we could also go to, we already have Allen Robinson, uh, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, some of the other guys that are projected pretty highly. Would you go straight to Justin Jefferson or would you try to save a little bit of money and maybe change the lineup up elsewhere? Well, I don't mind Jefferson at all. I think he's a great player. I don't love it on the Vikings having running back wide receiver because we have seen that work. This is uh, Minnesota is a more run first team. So I'm kind of hoping if I have Jefferson that they're going to pass more. That being said, Madison's only 5K, so maybe it's not the exact same as if we had cook or something like that. So I think he's, he's solid. I'll say this much. Uh, If anybody has been watching the Monday morning quarterback show, you'll know that every time that we look at a lineup that wins a million dollars, it's got a running back wide receiver stack (laughs) in it that doesn't have the quarterback. So maybe that is the key to it all. Let's see what the lineup looks like if we put him in there, because I think Uh that we can make some changes and we're certainly going to have some money left over. If I go to Jefferson, we have $400 left. We're at a value ranking greater than 90% and our contrarian ranking is less than 10%. That's probably not what we're looking for in a large field GPP. I'm not entirely sure what the first natural pivot is. We, because we're locked, we're sort of locked into Madison and Adams. They are the two highest owned guys. It's, it it really feels like Jefferson's 17% ownership just has to go away. Do we, punt on the Jefferson play, even though he is your highest projected guy to maybe go to someone like AJ Brown at 8,200, who is slightly lower projected, but at least will give us a bit of an ownership discount. Um, yeah, I think AJ Brown, I mean, 8,400 for him is, that's a steep price. I can see why he's kind of, uh, a contrarian pick this week. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of going through, Sort of from highest salary to lowest, and now, I mean, Tyree Kill and Kelsey are really, really low owned this week, but yeah. like for obvious reason, um, because Mahomes isn't going to play. So I think um, I, I think AJ Brown might be a little too expensive. So I feel mm-hmm. like maybe maybe Hopkins, he's a much higher volume target, and in a must win game, so. I don't know. What do you think? So I put AJ Brown in just to test out what it looks like. We're still mm-hmm. greater than 90% and less than 10%. So it doesn't seem worth it to me if we're not really opening up any significantly more contrarian and we're paying up to be contrarian, even though it's not yeah. making us contrarian. So I'm going to take a look at Hopkins now. Um, that was going to be the next spot to go. Only four and a half percent owned like that spot. Uh, still greater than 90, less than 10%. And that allows us, oops, I just accidentally took out Evan Ingram. Let's go ahead and put him back in the lineup. (laughs) Where are the Giants? So many games. So we're still greater than 90%, less than 10% with Hopkins in. 
are we just stuck in this roster construction? I'm not entirely sure who we can change to really save this. Yeah, I mean, once we pick this massive Packers stack, I think it's going to be hard to, to up that contrarian ranking. But do we have to get rid of Robinson? Uh, that's where I was kind of going. Is maybe Robinson? We can swap him for someone lower owned. And not only is Robinson like kind of high owned, but he'll be very high owned with Rogers and Adams. So that could uh, be a good contrarian move. Okay, so we've got seventy nine hundred to play with for that wide receiver spot. Um, So I'm sorting your boom bust tool. The highest boom under 7,900 is Allen Robinson. So that one's not helping us out all that much. Uh, Justin Jefferson, then the second highest. The third one, though, could be interesting. He's a little bit less owned than Allen Robinson, but you can get to DK Metcalf. Comparable odds of booming. A little bit less ownership. Or... We can free up a lot of money. Russell Gage is 5,800. You have him projected for 13.3% boom rate. Um, That is the fifth highest under 7,900, and he is owned at 3% right now. Nice. Can we get rid of, or can we add in Russell Gage and free up an additional basically $2,000 and then find another spot to upgrade, whether that's... uh, whether that's Ty Johnson now or we go to a bigger tight end, I think that yeah. might make things a little bit interesting. That works. And boss, I know that you were just talking there. I am turning off the Bluetooth on my phone. My cell phone just stole my uh, AirPods. I'm hoping that I'm back. <laughs> oh, no. Can yeah, I hear I, you? I hear, I hear you. I cannot. We're working on it. I got this. I got this. I don't know what it is, but they've just started taking over my phone. Or my phone has just started taking them over as of late, and that's really annoying. I think I can hear you now. Nope, I can't. That's the worst. All right, here's what we'll do. Bluetooth is going off. And then speakers are going on. I assume I can hear you now. There we go. There we go. And at some point in time, my headphones are just going to like turn back on. I, I don't understand it anymore. Apple, get your stuff together with uh, the PC. It's killing me here. Um, okay, so let's get Russell Gage in to the lineup. 2.8% owned. We're clearly contrarian now, but we have $2,200 to upgrade. Do we upgrade Melvin Gordon? Do we upgrade Ty Johnson? Uh, we could pretty much, We could, do we upgrade Evan Ingram? Yeah, nobody can hear you. Johnson out, maybe like he's at the flex, so that'd be the easiest to find someone else. All right, let's take Ty Johnson out. People thought they couldn't hear you. I got that fixed already. So Ty Johnson is out. 7,200 at the flex. That feels like we're opening ourselves up to something good. Corey Davis, maybe he's. 7,200 exactly. I mean, tremendous season. A little bit low ownership. I think he's a little overpriced. So I think that could be a good uh, good option. Okay, 7,200. The highest boom percentage we have is for Kittle. Then it's Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Swift, Jeff Wilson. 
you well, the, mentioned the Corey Davis, five and a half percent ownership. That's that looks pretty good. Yeah, he's just a little bit low owned. I mean, he's overpriced, which is driving the ownership down. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of guy we need like a couple of to get this contrarian ranking up. All right, well, let's slot Corey Davis in. Um, so now we are eighty to ninety percent value. 30 to 40% contrarian. I think that is what we're looking for a little bit more. Um, how how low are you willing to go from the value ranking perspective? Uh, well, I think you want both to add up to more than 100. So I'd probably want at least 50% to 60% value. That okay. would mean I have a higher projection than the average lineup. Um, and if I have something that low, I'm going to want it to be like more like 80% contrarian. Um, one note uh, I'll make is that, um, Corey Davis's projection is actually lower than Ty Johnson. So I I just want to kind of like give a reason why maybe you'd switch. So in this boom bust tool, we have the standard deviations, um, looks like maybe I have to, to update this a little bit. But uh, Ty Johnson is, is kind of low in the standard deviation, while Corey Davis has the 15th highest, top 15 in standard deviation, which just means the range of outcomes is much wider, sure. which is good for a GPP. I like this now. I think we're looking pretty good. Do you want to make any other changes? Oh. 80 to 90% value, 30 to 40% contrarian. I think that works for a larger field GPP. I think we could be happy yeah, with that. I think it's solid. And then we are at the halfway point. So this will be my first opportunity to bludgeon you guys with a like request. Hit that thumbs up. It helps us out tremendously. Subscribe to the channel. We didn't get to the 50K number that we were hoping to get to by the end of December. Uh, the new goal is going to be to get there in time for the Super Bowl, which will be great for you guys. I promise you that. So hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. We've got content coming up later today. Alex, you are back on the deeper dive today, 445 Eastern time. So they're starting a little bit earlier because we've got 10 games on the NBA slate. And then uh, Spags and Greg Ehrenberg will take over from there at 6 p.m. for NBA Live Before Lock. How's your NBA season going so far, boss? It's been fun, man. Like um, yesterday, there was so much like wild news, and I'm still trying to learn myself how to best adjust for that. Yeah. Um, but like, obviously, spend all day trying to find this perfect balance of kind of like being a contra- contrarian uh, lineup, and then like projection, and then Pascal Siakam's ruled out. The whole slate, uh, some would say, is flipped on his head. Some may say that. <laughs> It's been a lot of fun, man. It's wild. How, how's it been going for you? I honestly have not played all that much from having uh, I played, you know, the first two days of the season and Christmas Day. But uh, we've had family friends in town. Uh, everybody left yesterday. Um, so I didn't want to get myself registered and then say like, hey, by the way, for the next 90 minutes, I need to go sit in my office and not associate with any of you. Um, so today is going to be the first day that I've played uh, since Monday. And honestly, nice. I've been starting to get the shakes. Um, I want to be involved. I don't want to be involved in like those Pascal Siakam scenarios that I was <laughs> reading about while I was at dinner last night. But I live for NBA DFS. It's very much my favorite sport. to Well, 
MMA is my favorite to just like sit down and watch because it's quick and you're watching guys, you know, pummel each other. But just from a day-to-day perspective, digging into NBA rotations is my favorite piece of DFS. So I'm in heaven right now. I've been loving each morning uh, and I'm excited to play today. I've been playing more on FanDuel too, which for some reason I just prefer FanDuel NBA contests. I don't know why. Nice, man. Yeah, uh, Raul Neto night, so this one should be a good one. It certainly is. It certainly is. I like him more on FanDuel, too. He's, the price is a little higher. He's not picking up as much love. I think it's time for us to build a DraftKings GPP lineup, and I think this one's going to look nice. a little bit different than it did the last time, awesome. especially because we're probably not going to a Packers stack to start, and nice. we don't have crazy chalk Alexander Madison. So if you look at DraftKings data, whether it's your boom bust tool, top stacks, the big board, where do you want to start this lineup construction? Yeah, uh, I think picking out a stack is still a good idea. Um, so to mention the Buffalo stack, I'm a little worried that Josh Allen won't play the full game. Yeah. Um, Atlanta is kind of interesting going up against Tampa Bay. I mean, we've seen that have some good success recently. And it's surprising how low the ownership is. Um, so maybe I'd, I'd a little bit Atlanta. Maybe get some Calvin Ridley engaged in there. Let's do it. Matt Ryan in. We want Ridley plus Gage. Gage not picking up yeah, all that much not. love. 3% owned. Ridley at 12. I think that works. Sounds good to me. Alrighty. Ridley in. Gage in. Then the question becomes, and I think this one is probably the most difficult. One, do you want to run this game back? And two, how in the world do you pick someone from the Bucks? <laughs> well, last week we saw you just pick everyone from the Bucks. So. Truth. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we need a run back. But that being said, the prices um, aren't that ridiculous on Godwin and Antonio Brown. Uh, Ronald Jones does stand out as well. Um, it looks like Ronald Jones is very contrarian, so I wouldn't hate that. Um, but the value is is kind of scary. I guess I might have to go back and look at this projection because it looks I'm, like I'm giving some work to Fournette when Ronald Jones uh, did get a workhorse role in the previous games he's played in. He only has a finger injury, so I expect him not to be very limited. So maybe I'd I'd load up some Ronald Jones. I got to go back and and take a second look at that projection. So from what I'm seeing in the boom bust tool, Chris Godwin, 11% chance of a boom. No one else is higher than 6.3%. Godwin picking up basically no ownership as well. Projects as the highest guy on the bucks in your projections do we just go to chris godwin so now that i'm looking at this um it looks like maybe the bucks don't have anything to play for which is is going to be scary um they are projected for a large team total though so i'm a little torn uh they're a seven point favor versus atlanta but when you got vets like Tom Brady, we even saw him get rested in the second half last week. So what, what's your feeling on that? So, yeah, they are fully locked into the wild card, essentially. Um, doesn't matter all that much if they're 11-5 and five or 10-4. and four. And 
kind of like the idea of going to Godwin in this spot. I'm not all that worried about Brady, although, I mean, given the line, uh, I think the assumption has to be that Tampa Bay is going full bore at this. A line of seven seems about right to me. I think if there was a little bit more ambiguity in this, I think it might be a little bit closer. Um, I could go either way. I just I really like the way that uh, the data is showing Godwin in this spot, given three and a half percent ownership. Okay, so on ESPN, I'm looking at this uh, playoff picture. So Tampa Bay wins. They are going to play the the winner of the NFC East, which is going to be a very bad team. Yes, so they is. do have a good motivation to play this one. So I think that um, going in Chris Godwin makes sense. Okay, let's do it. Godwin, nice. you are in so Matt Ryan, Ridley, Gage, and Godwin, we've got 47.80 per spot. We need two running backs, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. I assume we're going to need some value at the running back spot as well. So as I go to DraftKings and I go to your big board, just taking a look at the running back spot, seeing who comes up near the top. We've got Madison at 5,600, Melvin Gordon at 5,600. Ty Johnson at 4,500 seems like a spot that we're going to need to go here to get that savings. Uh, does that? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I like Ty Johnson. I mean, I think he's kind of a guy that people won't really know, so that will drive his ownership down. And the price is 4,300. That's insane. So that's one of the best values on the slate. All righty. Ty Johnson in 8%, 8.5% ownership right now. That shouldn't be too much of an issue for us. We're still going to need another running back, another tight end, one more flex spot, and the defense. Um, certainly other spots where we can save the money, whether it's Madison or Gordon, I'd be happy to go back there. Uh, do we go all the way down? Flat 4K, Ogun Bowale? Yeah, I didn't know he's 4K. I mean... He got a hundred percent of the rushing attempts, or maybe maybe uh, Divine Ozigbo got like one or something. But I, I do like Ogun Bawale. He he didn't see all the passing work like uh, James Robinson did, but um, really really athletic family. His sister is a WNBA player, so I gotta gotta root for the Ogun Bawale's hit here. Uh- this is going to be an on-air production meeting. Salary showing as 4K on the big board, 4,500 in the lineup builder. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think um, for the uh, the projections, I have the Thursday to Monday slate in there. Okay. Or wait, no, sorry, the Sunday to Sunday night slate. Um, so uh, it might be different on different slates. Um. Maybe that's me not like selecting that. the slate. That could be my fault. Yeah, forty five hundred. It's we're we're straight. Okay, he's forty five hundred. If I select the uh, the main slate, so okay. If we add him in, love the value here. Not yeah. picking up all that much ownership. That gives us five thousand at tight end, five thousand at flex, five thousand at defense, which we're clearly not going to spend. So probably just want to put the defense to bed as per usual, and then finish off the rest of our lineup. Your highest projected nice. defense that would be at least a little bit of savings. The Washington football team is 3K. 
Um, or we can go to the same defense we had on FanDuel. The Seahawks are 2,600. Dang, that's crazy. Well, let's mix it up. I like the football team. Uh, I mean, their defense is just pretty solid. So um, that game is the night game, I think, though. So maybe we got to go to the Seattle. So as it turns out, even though it is week 17, 15 <laughs> games are on the slate, I still picked one that isn't. <laughs> it's a weekly ritual. Yeah. So, All right, Seahawks, come on down. Uh, that's amazing. I even made the joke already on the show and then did yeah. it anyway. I'm the worst. Right. I'm the, truly the worst. Tight end and flex, and we've got 12,100 to work our way through. All right, awesome. Well, this could be a good spot to go to Kittle. I mean, yeah. he he was supposed to be eliminated last week, but he played like I think he ran routes on like sixty percent of the snaps, or maybe um, let me pull up the actual number here just for reference. But you gotta assume maybe he plays a little bit more this week, um, one week more to recover. So a great player, uh, and he went to college with his quarterback. So, yeah, 62% of snaps last week. That was pretty solid. Do you mind that we have the Seahawks defense? Yeah, that's not great, but, um, I mean. We can also jump up to 3,200 to the Colts defense if we want to open that up, although we already have Ogunbowale, so that one doesn't help us either. Right. Yeah, let's let's just go back to the drawing board defense then because, I mean, uh we got some good options, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. The Chargers defense versus Chad Henney. <laughs> I mean, uh, I might have to look at this projection because it doesn't Feels look low. like I have. Feels yeah. a little low. Um, so let me make sure that's accounting for Chad Henney. Um, oh, yeah, so I had the the rates wrong in my spreadsheet because he hasn't thrown any picks. I was kind of pulling that in. Once I add that, the Chargers defense goes up to 7.5, which is a good value. Yeah, okay. So let's get the Chargers in there then. Um, and the good news is uh, Chad Henney is not very good. Feels like a really nice defensive pick. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> I know you're from near me in Pennsylvania, but uh, it's, you know. <laughs> been a while since you've been anything relevant in the nfl we have 6300 to fill out our flex spot 720 saying that arizona oh arizona is going up against la so that would be a good defense because the rams quarterback yeah uh i like that call john wolford i don't think he's ever started an nfl game all right 6300 that should be plenty to work with um so uh, it's weird like it's uh based on the boom percentages we're we have some savings whether it's melvin gordon madison jeff wilson these are the guys that have the highest boom rating um from a raw projection standpoint it looks like the guy under 6300 is let's see where's the first non-quarterback alexander madison is the highest projected guy that you have 5,600 on FanDuel. Do we see what it looks like with Madison first and see where we can upgrade? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, certainly a great play. Yeah. 6,100 is 
probably what he should be though. So not a lock, but solid. Um, so this is the first time that we have had this happen. (laughs) Greater than 90% value ranking, 80 to 90% contrarian ranking. That's really good. Do we just shut it down right now? Are we closing this show with the best lineup we've built? (laughs) We, this is the winner here, right? I mean, uh, maybe make a, a swap or two, but this line of construction is looking mighty nice. We have $200 left over. I, I don't even need really to spend that. Uh, this has been the best lineup that we have built in 16 weeks. This high of a value ranking, this high of a contrarian ranking. We don't have anyone north of 10% other than Alexander Madison. I think we're going to ship a milli here, boss. I think so, man. Like, it'll be nice. Uh, closing out the season with a milli ship. We'll split it with you guys. So I'll be celebrating. Don't be saying I won't split anything. I'll split it with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving any of these guys. You got to hit that <laughs> thumbs up. If you want any sort of chopping of this milli pool that we've well, just no, created. I'm saying people like could enter this lineup into the milli and then chop with us. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I can yeah. I can live with that. If they're willing to put their money where their mouth is, then I'm willing to chop it. But we're not yeah. listen, we're not running a soup kitchen here. <laughs> it's a great lineup. I love yeah. it. I might export it right now and just hold on to that CSV. Yeah. The one thing I'm worried about is we saw when Tampa Bay had the game in pocket last week, they did rest people in the second half. But if we're projecting Atlanta to have a big day here, we don't have to worry about that at all. All righty. Do we want to make any changes? Um, no, I think I'm pretty happy with where we're at here. All right. We've got 12 minutes to go before we have to get out of here. Um, I do want to hit on one final thing. but My tab has died, so I'm pulling that back up now. Not a great day for tech. I'm scrambling big time coming out of uh, that NBA show. Running two yeah. separate sports. It's a lot. It's wild, man. Yeah, like, it's We're running two how separate... quickly you can change gears there. Yeah, it's to go from NBA to NFL is really hard. Um, yeah. Luckily for you guys, we have content for both sports, and we're running a promo. You can get 21 days of Awesome O Plus for $20 if you use the promo code 2021 at checkout. So 2021. That gives you everything. Projections, ownership, the lineup builder, boom, bust, top stacks. You get all of it. 21 days of Awesome O Plus for 20 bucks. But if you're really just looking to dive in right into the deep end, you can get 20% off an Awesome O Plus yearly pass using the promo code HAPPY. So you check out H-A-P-P-Y and 20% off of our yearly pass. That's a giant discount. If you just want to make sure that you have access to everything that we do for every single sport all year, from now until 2022 is about to roll in, that's the promo code you want to use. Use the promo code HAPPY. Get the Awesome Plus yearly pass. We want to build a cash lineup? Yeah, let's see it. DraftKings or FanDuel? I'll let you choose for the final lineup to build. I've been uh, getting some feedback that people want a little more FanDuel. I know we did one lineup, but um, let's make a FanDuel lineup. All right, let's do it. So to build out this FanDuel lineup, I'm going to go ahead and resort all of uh, some of these projections. I'm just going to go ahead and put Alexander Madison in right now. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, on FanDuel 5K, that's a no-brainer. Yep, okay, as I thought. That one just kind of has to happen. Where are you hiding, Madison? Gotcha. Anybody else you see that is uh, what you would consider to be a no-brainer or at least pretty close to it? Um, the, the running back position does have, like, a few guys that are all good values. Malcolm Brown could become a no-brainer. Uh, very soon, if Cam Akers does roll out, kind of like we're expecting. But in the meantime, uh, Ty Johnson does stand out as five, at 5Ks, maybe someone we could go to. Um, but I guess that's not really a lock. A wide receiver, I think it's going to be hard to find like a kind of lock play. Is there anyone you're seeing? Uh, my two suggestions would have been Ty Johnson and then Alvin Kamara, and that should afford us a decent amount of money to spread through some of the more consistent wide receiver options that we have. Nice. I like that. So um, let me just make sure one thing here. So I've gotten burned sometimes because of the timing of the games where like, okay, so the Saints can get the bye. They're playing at 325. The way they get the buy is if the Packers lose the Bears. The Packers also play at 325. So, like, we could have a situation where if the Packers get up big in this game, then the Saints players will be rested. Um, so, with that in mind, maybe we want to put uh, – maybe for cash, we want to lay off a little bit on the Saints. Okay, that's that makes sense to me. Um, just looking, so we've got the boom bust tool here. We've got the big board here. What is sort of like the first thing that you would do in building out this lineup? Like, is there is there any sort of column that you would want to sort by to get sort of like the a condensed list of the best options? Yeah, the big board is pretty much like what we're looking at here. I'm just trying to add some some uh cash analysis where we're kind of looking at the, the motivations of teams so like buffalo and new orleans might be teams to avoid in cash um so i think uh george kittle stands out at 5k wait is he 6k or 5k i can't remember 6k okay um oh this is fanduel okay so he is 6800 on fanduel yeah um, he stands out as a great cash play just because um, it looks like I have to update these salaries. I'm not sure what happened there, but um, I mean, a great tight end. Kelsey is out. Or, I mean, he, he has a backup QB this week yeah. if he plays very much. So I think Kittle is kind of a standout option. All right. So Kittle's in. We have Madison and Ty Johnson in there. Is there a wide receiver that stands out most to you? I think Devante, I mean, Devante Adams, he has all the motivation versus Chicago. Not a great matchup, but he's on a historic pace. So, I mean, I think that uh, on FanDuel 9,300, we need uh, a guy, a wide receiver we can trust. He, he'd be the guy. Uh, would we want, do we have interest in going back to uh, our boy from our previous lineup, Russell Gage? Or are you more interested in someone like Jacoby Myers for 5,500 at wideout? Or do you think we have enough money to spend up even higher than that? Yeah, it depends how we want to 
go at running back because Ty Johnson is so cheap. Uh, this is a FanDuel one, so I think he is a better play on FanDuel uh, at 55K. Um, pretty much locked into a bigger workload, so I think Ty Johnson is a good play. And then that gives us some good money to work with, so we could go to Gage. Um, then we can pretty much just pick studs at every other spot. Okay, so if I slot in Gage, the lineup looks like this. Madison, Ty Johnson, Devontae Adams, Russell Gage, George Kittle. We need a wideout, a flex, a defense, and a quarterback. Nice. Is it it time to just get the quarterback now? Sure, yeah. Um, Let's look at quarterback. Chad Henney season. (laughs) I mean, he's throwing... I uh, I don't know who's going to be playing for the the Chiefs, but I imagine Tyreek Kill and Kelsey will be limited. He's cheap though, um, but maybe not cash. Daniel uh, Jones. Yeah, let's see. Um, I'm trying to remember the Giants situation here. So, if they win versus Dallas, then the night game will decide their fate. So I feel like Daniel Jones is pretty safe. Okay. Fourth highest odds of booming as well. Nice. Obviously, this is cash, so the boom isn't like the be-all, end-all, but I'm happy mm-hmm. to see him be near the top. So if we put Daniel Jones in there, we have just north of 7K for a wideout, a flex, and a defense. And I think that we could probably just immediately grab a defense and be done with this. Um, the highest-owned defense right now. The Seahawks, 3,900, 8% ownership. So there isn't really a chalk defense. We have no tie to that Seattle game right now, and we know that they are relatively cheap. Is that the spot we're going? Yeah, I like that. Okay. So we have 8,600 at wideout and at flex. So we can really spend some spend some loot here. <laughs> nice. That, that should be good because, uh, I mean... It, this is a week where I feel like it, it, like there's a lot of guys that aren't easy to feel confident in. So at this high end, we should be able to find a couple guys that are real solid. Stephon Diggs is 8,500. He is your seventh ranked guy on the big board. Are you a little bit worried about going to Bills though? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I might have to go revisit these projections. The Vegas line is telling us. I guess. It's surprising that the Bills are three-point favorites because you'd think if they were like full go, they would be more favored. But if they weren't, then maybe Miami would have an advantage. So it's like kind of in between. So I don't know what to make of that. Um, but um, thoughts Calvin on someone Rich- like DeAndre Swift, maybe? Yeah, I I like him. I think that Detroit has kind of a motivation to to see what he can do. So that does leave us with 9,800, which is kind of hard to spend, I think. And then finally, we have 9,800 left for a wide receiver, which means that we can get anybody we want. Um, I don't think that we would go to Ridley, but I think that we could. He's 8,700. We're going to have a little bit of salary left over to make an upgrade somewhere. Uh, so who stands out as a wide receiver spot when we have unlimited funds? Yeah, I guess uh, Calvin really does stand out. I mean, he's been crushing it. Um, 
although the matchup versus Tampa is a little scary. Um, but this is a slate where there aren't very many great wide receivers, so I think that that could work. Greater than 90% value, less than 10% contrarian. We're all over it, but we have $1,100 left. Um, nice. Is that a spot where we try to upgrade over Daniel Jones? Do we upgrade over Russell Gage to get to a $6,800 wide receiver potentially? Um, what would be the first spot you would want to correct? Well, Daniel Jones, I guess, a solid player, but nothing I'm very excited about. Some going through and seeing who's uh, who is within that range. Um, we can't get to Lamar. And the guys that are more expensive than Daniel Jones are basically the same projection as well. Cam Newton, Philip yeah. Rivers doesn't strike me as the spot that we need to try to correct for. Okay. Uh, let's put him back in then. So I, I think go upgrading gauge could, can make sense then. So if we take out gauge, we can get anything under 6,800 and at wide out, Robbie Anderson at 6,600 has the second highest boom percentage. Nice. And the highest projection of anybody under that. He's uh, seven tenths of a point ahead of Russell Gage. And since we now have Ridley, I don't think that that's a huge issue. So if we swap out Gage for Robbie Anderson, where is he hiding? We are greater than 90% value, less than 10% contrarian, and we have $200 left over. I think we nailed it. Yeah, that's solid. That's the cash lineup to make some cash this week. <laughs> and we are at 11.59, boss. We have now built three lineups on this show, and we are through 17 weeks of the NFL season. Any final thoughts for the lineup construction show before we uh, put it to bed for a year? Uh, just, uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And uh, it's been a good season doing this Friday lineup construction show. So hopefully... Uh, we gave out some nuggets and some good ideas for your lineups and uh, looking forward to the playoffs. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great shows for those. Absolutely. Uh, we've got more NBA content coming up for the rest of the day. Saturday NFL shows, the four-hour package of uh, NFL content from 9 a.m. until 1 o'clock on Sunday. I've got my top five videos coming out from for FanDuel and for DraftKings probably sometime later today, so keep your eyes peeled for that. That's all I got, guys. Good luck this weekend in the final regular season week of the NFL. Playoffs are coming soon. That's going to be fun. Three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday next week. I cannot wait. Good luck, guys. We'll talk to you later.